hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Phil Golfie and host Rick Zamperin. Wow, I get third billing this time around. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'll take it. That guy's on fire today. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Well, we got a host of topics uh, to get to today. Uh, in, oh, we're going to be talking about marijuana today, uh, house flipping. If, if we have some time, we'll squeeze it in. We'll talk about flood zone maps uh, buying before selling your home. We also have an interesting and uh, somewhat breaking story to bring to you today that uh, Rob's going to fill us in on in a matter of seconds. Uh, as always, you can go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. Uh, call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like the Rob Golfi Facebook page and uh, subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, past episodes on robgolfi.com and 900chml.com. If you have a question for the Golfi team or you have a topic idea that you would like us to uh, tackle in an upcoming episode, you can email questions at robgolfi.com. That is questions at robgolfi.com. Maybe before we start with the breaking story, you were saying just off air before the show that sales are looking okay? Sales are, for, for the month of uh, July, uh, it's, it's probably uh, a normal, regular uh, month, res, uh, uh, sales month. I mean, th- so basically last year, um, after April, May, and June, things started settling down again. So we're back to that normal market. So, so in Hamilton, um, I've got the unit numbers. So for the month of, where is it here? So for the month, so we're looking at July, right? Yeah, okay. for July. So for the month of July in Hamilton, so that's including Hamilton and surrounding areas. Uh, there were 683 units sold, so 683 okay. homes, and the average sale price is 514,461. So last year, the month of July, uh, 655. Hmm. So we're 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 up, and the average sale price last year was 479, 479,000. So not only are we up, but so. Remember, we had that big spike in the spring, and then right. it, and it came back down. So that so it came back down to the normal market. Right. So so what happened was um, last year, a lot of people put their house up for sale, and let's say they put it up for in June, July, they weren't getting the numbers that that they, they, they wanted that mm-hmm. their neighbors mm-hmm. got in April or or February, March and April. So so it 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 looks like it went back to a normal market in July. So I think we're going to start seeing normal numbers now right, coming right. out for the rest of the year. Uh, based on last year's numbers, so in Burlington, 2018, this year they had 200. Now Burlington's a little different. So Burlington this year in in July, uh, 230 sales, 230 homes sold. Mm-hmm. Average sale price 766,250 dollars. Last year there was 271. So Burlington still had a stronger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, July last year versus this year, but 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 the average sale price is up. So it's up. Uh, so last year the average sale price in uh, July was six hundred ninety-two thousand. This year it's seven hundred sixty-six thousand. Wow! So house prices 
are still strong. Mm-hmm. It's just the unit numbers in Burlington are down, but unit numbers in Hamilton are up. Yeah. But know? long story short, we're back to where we were before the kind of crazy time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So so our numbers now are going to show that uh, we should be we're progressing now. Right. You know what I mean? If we're basing last July and this July. Yeah. So can we still say we're in a buyer's market or is it more kind of 50 50 i would say it's a balanced balanced it's, it's market? balanced it, it's, would be a it, it's balanced um so for instance if you put a house up for sale and um and your house doesn't sell in the first week do not panic mm-hmm. um and because we're so used to selling houses so quick um it is taking 30 days and it is a price conscious you have to price your house right, right. if yeah. if you are think you're going to get more money you're going to try it. You're going to end up chasing the market and you're going to end up, it's going to cost you more money in the long run. And when I say chasing the market, you know, you, you put your house at a high price and then you reduce and then you reduce and then as, and, and, and it just, it just hurts it. You just lost all even, the great Even buyers. when you think we're, you know, this is where we should have been when we started, you still might not get that action yeah. from, yeah. from, you know, when you, when you reduce to that number. Yeah. So like, for instance, we had a, a, a property for sale um, and uh, we had 590,000. Uh, an offer on it and it was listed well over 600 uh they didn't want to take it Hmm. they didn't want to take it now uh it's listed under 590 wow you know what i'm saying yeah so they they lost their so now you're running after that number now now they won't get they won't see that number again they they had the opportunity they refused it right and uh so now they're gonna they're paying the price of not uh going like taking that meantime the the uh, the opportunity or the chance of convincing the person who was going to go upwards of 590 to come back to the table oh forget it they're they're done they're not going to come back at 590 because now we're now we're chasing them say hey you know come on come on deal come on listen you know (laughs) come back in at at 550 yeah yeah yeah. and we did we did and they weren't they they weren't willing to pay more than 570 and a lot of people take it personal too right it's like hey listen my offer was on the table here you 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 know some people maybe take it disrespectful or right, or right. you didn't consider my it. offer wasn't good you know, enough we thought right? we thought yeah. you're you know we thought this was a true market value for the house at the time and yeah and you guys turned us away so you know it's yeah. it's it's more of a personal thing and right. i've seen that happen a lot of times is, yeah. is that a strategy though that that buyers uh, will, will look at a property look at the number saying that there's no way i'm going to pay anywhere near that we'll go in at a low number and then that seller is now chasing, and and yeah, that like, buyer might eventually you know get what? to the well, number. It, it, I it think depends. it depends on the how like educated. As, yeah, it, it as a buying how you agent, educate yourself. Yes, okay. Because so, for instance, I just went on a, an evaluation uh, the other day, and um, and I said to them one point five million, and and I go look, I go, I'm not going to be the guy that that's going to give you the high number and then yeah. beat you up on the price after. I says if you want to go, uh, another agent um, I think said one one million seven hundred fifty thousand, and uh, you know it's I, I don't see it. This, we're talking uh, in Hamilton, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like it, it's tough. Like they're, they're competing against Ancaster properties right. once they're getting up to close to two million. Yeah. So, um, and they understand it. Like, I, and I you know because there's no comparisons and everything like that. But and I tell them I says listen if you list at one point seven million. Or 1.8, and you get an offer for 1.5. Don't throw it out mm-hmm. because that's the number. Right. And uh, and and it, sometimes it, people throw that out. Now I educated that seller. Yeah. Like like if you get that, please do not. You know you you consider not, it. Yeah, very consider it. Is is the fear though listing? I'm coming from the homeowners uh, part. Is the fear listing at 1.5, uh, thinking I'm only going to get 1.3, but the true value is 1.5? It depends. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the luxury market, it, 
more often than not, that's that's what happens. Right. But as you get down to the you know the five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand dollar market, it's more it's 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 a way better strategy to be priced accurate at market value mm-hmm. than be overpriced and take a lesser offer. Right. Just to give you an idea, in most instances, um, if you were buying, let's say, a two million dollar house, right? Mm-hmm. And in five years, you wanted to sell that two million dollar house. You will make more money by buying four five hundred thousand dollar houses than you would by buying that one two million dollar house. Right. The luxury the luxury market because it, it doesn't appreciate as much and as fast as the un, like the lower priced homes. Right. So buyer pools are way smaller. Yeah, That's like true too. It, it is. And 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 and, we, and and when you look at a two million dollar home, you would you would guess more often than not it is already done up to the nines so in terms of putting more money in to increase that well you know, and, and, and result and you're right and usually when people buy like like years ago i sold this house for 1.5 million dollars on ridge road in uh, stone in um, stony creek uh grimsey mountain and um the couple they put in another 500,000 into it now years later they end up selling it they end, they sold it for one point seven five. Wow! So not only did you just live in this place, but they got a half a million dollars into it. Yeah. So it's just that's that's what the market was willing to pay for that property. Mm-hmm. And the the one thing is you have to be very careful when you buy a luxury property. Um, you, it's it's hard to get the return on it. It, it is. There's guys out there they got like millions and millions of dollars into their prop like their luxury properties. Yeah. And they're only there's that one property in Grimsby that had a million dollar swimming pool. The yeah. swimming pool. One million they, put, they spent a million dollars. They spent a million dollars in an indoor swimming pool. It had a gold. Oh, it was insane. Yeah, no <laughs> it had kidding. like a theater in it. It had it was, like a. It was beautiful. It had Something like a, you see at a hotel. Yeah, wow. it had like a like a secret kind of passage, kind of underground. Yeah. It was it was wild. But I mean, I think the house sold for one point five. Really? <laughs> so oh, no, I think just over that. But yeah. still, they they lost money. They, yeah, they lost money on that. So these people but that buy luxury that, homes, yeah, you, when you're, you're, you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, you're right. not doing it to make money. But but yeah. when but when they're doing this, they go, oh, no, no, I don't care. This is just for me. But then when they put it up for sale, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. a different story. Yeah. Yeah. You got to record everybody that says that. How, how long had they been living there? Do you know? I don't know the details. I'm just thinking, did they get yeah. their money's but worth? They sold, they sold last year, didn't they? Yeah, in the was peak. It? In the peak. Yeah. They were oh, wow. lucky. They yeah. were lucky. Yeah, and it sold for 1.5? I'm not sure the exact number. I'm right. not sure. I just The only thing that sticks out to me is was the, the million yeah, dollar the million dollars from yeah. But I know it didn't sell more than, than like 1.5, 1.6. Somewhere in, uh, they later, make, right, they, right they, around they, there. Yeah, yeah, they didn't make money. So how was the house in comparison to the pool? Oh, it was all done. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a really nice property, yeah. really nice house, great location. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. It's interesting. It's something yeah. that you don't see that often <laughs> in a house. It's, and you mentioned the four $500,000 homes. Obviously, it, it, it depends on where in the city you're, you're buying too, right? You know what? No, not necessarily. Nope. If you're buying a, a, a true value $500,000 house mm-hmm. and, uh, and your appreciation of equity is going to be greater on those homes right. than it is on, the, on a $2 million house. Like you, you, mm-hmm. So in, let's say in five years, you, yeah. want, you want to sell that $2 million house. And, and in five years, you want to sell all four of those $500,000 houses. Mm-hmm. Chances are you will probably make you'll you'll come out way farther ahead on those four homes than you will on the 2 million. In most cases, in most cases. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to uh, to follow and and do a case study on that. I'm sure that's uh, very true because the buyer pool number one with those luxury homes is a lot smaller. You have four half million dollar homes, you're going to get exponentially yeah. more more potential buyers. I- exactly. Well, just on the on uh, it was on the on TV the CH uh, it was a week or two ago 
um, they had they wanted to find out what the most expensive house for sale was and what's the least expensive house. Mm. So there was a detached home in the north end, I think listed at 1799. Now, okay. all around this house, um, there's uh, you know, industrial buildings right, and everything. Right. Hey, 1799, that's a great price yeah. for a house. Um, it, it's like it's up to you if you want to live around right. that. Yeah. Um, you, it's a great rental. The appreciation on that is not going to be as good, but but you will get a good return as a rental property on that mm-hmm. uh, in the north end. Now, the house there's a house on Scenic Drive. This is a good publicity. It's not my listing. <laughs> <laughs> good publicity for the agent. Right. Um, th- I think they're listed at two point six. Now, um, it, it that's a strong number for yeah. Hamilton. That's a strong number. Now, now they're not even they're not even backing on to the ridge. Oh, really? They're across the street. Wow. So it's a big eight thousand square foot home. Uh, they have all the bells and whistles. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. They put all the money in there, but the style of the house is really cool looking too. It's yeah. all like a, like a concrete kind of. It's, yeah. it's a nice looking house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, something you see. Like I, I don't even think it's uh, like an, a Tony European, Soprano. Yeah, I don't even think really Tony European, Soprano would have it. It's, yeah. it's really wow. it's a neat looking house. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. But the problem is you're competing against the Ancaster market. Right. Yeah. Like so, do you want that Hamilton address? It's not giving you any ravine. It's not giving you any uh, waterfront. Right. Um. It, or or city view. So what? Like, are you willing to pay that that two mm-hmm. two point six? There is a buyer out there. They're just going to have to wait for it to come out, hopefully. Yeah. But that's that. if it does sell, and it, which I hope it does for those people, they're gonna, th- th- that'll just set a new precedence for, for Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But, but the, they are competing with the, the, the Ancaster market. Interesting. We'll take a quick break. Uh, don't forget, you can go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700 when we return some breaking news in terms of uh, a local condo. I'll leave it at that. Rob will have the story when we return with the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. I wish I was Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can also find past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team, we'll get to it on a future program. Maybe you have a topic idea you would like us to pounce on. Email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, five mistakes that make house flipping a flop. We'll talk about flood zone maps, buying before selling your home, and we'll also get into the uh, growing cannabis debate in your unit or even in your home. I I know there's a debate around that as well. Uh, But we have a bit of breaking news here in the city of Hamilton, and it all goes along the lines of, uh, can a judge order you to sell your condo and move? So what's going on? Yes. This is a a crazy story. Wild. It's... uh, so this is this is here in Hamilton. Okay. This just happened. Uh, the judge ordered. I think it was the thirty or thirty first of July. Okay. Um, this lady and her mother, I think, terrorized this complex. 
So they had um, it was uh, six, I think six, uh, six people that were basically attacked in this complex, mm-hmm. but especially the one neighbor attacked and harassed, attacked, attacked harassed, harassed and threatened by someone who also yeah. lives in a condo. Also, also lives di- in a condo. It's, unit, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a townhouse complex. Townhouse complex. It's not a condominium. It's not a condominium building. Yeah. yeah, it's a townhouse complex. Okay. So, so. So what there is is when you buy a condo, and meaning like it's a townhouse condominium complex or uh, an apartment-style condominium right. mm-hmm. building, mm-hmm. they have rules and regulations. That And what they call that is uh, it's uh, the status certificate. Right. Okay. And on that status certificate, it, it talks about what you can do and what you can't do, noise and everything. Right. If you can have a pet, what's restricted, yeah. what's right. not you restricted. Know, size like size of parking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all that. Okay. So... So these people, um, I think I, they've been there for, I think, eight years. Right. They moved in, and it's been nothing but harassment. So from, so from what my understanding is, uh, they would damage cars, you know, and uh, they, they literally, they turned on the neighbor's barbecue mm-hmm. and left it on. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine somebody coming to your house? Like, you're causing a fi- You can cause a fire. Right. So, so the poli- this is hazardous activity. Yeah. The, yes. Yeah. So so the police had to come, and they said to the neighbor, say, listen, you turn this barbecue on. If it blows, your house is going to blow, too, because you're right. next door. Yeah. So that stopped. Um, online threats. So they were getting online threats and also uh, phone call threats and personal threats. Wow. Um, uh, they, um, what else was there? Uh, verb- verbal assaults. So th- th- just with everybody. And um, so anyway, they had mediation. The condo corp would uh, send them uh, letters and saying, hey, stop this harassment. Stop this co- continuously. Mm-hmm. And they would get fined. They didn't care. They just, you know, they, they these this people didn't care. So this lady, I think, has a, a child. And the mother lived also in the complex, uh, somewhere in that complex. Okay. So anyway, they went to mediation. And um, and they 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 were defending themselves. So um, um, what happened was there were six I th- I think six affidavits, six owners that uh, that, that came w- forward and, and filed complaints, complaints against yeah so right. against they, this mother and daughter right, right? okay and, and and yeah so uh, the judge ordered and 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 I showed you the video Rick mm-hmm. they were literally. Because of all this, they had cameras set up around the property right. because they were doing things to it, the this property. This isn't something that that just happened overnight. This isn't this it's isn't been a, going on for a while. yeah. This isn't one occasion over a weekend. Yeah, or, no, no. Or, uh, you know, this you is know, a continuous. Somebody came home drunk mm-hmm. one night and said something they should have. This is this is wait wait. You said over seven or eight years. Seven so eight this years. Is, these are cases that are built up of of every little detail yeah. that's happened. Different police reports. Right. Different you know video yeah, footage. So there's a mountain of evidence. There's, there's a mountain Ma- of evidence. It's, yeah, it's yeah. undisputable. Right. So, including the video of well, the video actually, this video people. happened just before they were going to court, uh-huh. and so the lawyer that that's representing the the residents really that's actually representing the condo corp mm-hmm. because the condo corp is 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 uh, directly involved directly sure, involved yeah. now they're, they're they want these people out right yeah. so uh, the judge says I don't have to see the video. And he just says, "I don't have to see it. There's enough evidence here." Well, and he and he ordered them to to be listed and sold and gone in within 90 days. Wow! So that just happened. So yeah, yeah. So it uh, and they don't care. Like like they apparently they're still don't care. They're still harassing. Say, listen, I'm going to keep my music on till three in the morning, and mm-hmm. and and I'm going to make your life miserable for the next three months. Wow. Like they they just don't care. So when that 90 days elapses and they're still there, they or they haven't sold. Uh, they so, just get booted out. No, yeah, the sheriff will come in. Okay, and uh, and esc- them. Uh, escort them out. 
and uh, then the condo the condo corp will end up selling the 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 property so if they're not if they're not out of there in 90 days they uh they will be escorted out of the uh, place yeah interesting yeah that's pretty scary i mean especially for the residents in the condo i think people would be surprised by how often this happens really i think it's to, to that extent Maybe well, not, maybe not to this extent. I think what, this what, is very rare that this happens. So I like, think in most situations, the people who are being harassed would just move. Right. Right. To go to this extent and actually stay there for seven to eight years and yeah. and actually put up with it and 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 deal with with this harassment and these and these attacks is, I mean, it's a long time, right? Yeah. I've seen a lot of people and we walk into a lot of homes and say, hey, you know. What are you guys doing? Why are you thinking of moving? And and you know sometimes they say our neighbors we can't stand our yeah. neighbors. Really? Yeah. yeah, our neighbors. And are that's terrible. not that's not just condos. It could be it's, yeah detached homes and, or whatever, right? It, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, yeah. So if you buy a regular freehold detached home in a regular residential neighborhood, mm-hmm. you move in. You know you're excited and everything, and all of a sudden you got the neighbor from hell. The neighbor from hell, <laughs> and they just start doing all their thing. What do you do? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, it becomes... And there's enough laws in place or, or even bylaws in place to try and protect that. Right. But I mean... There comes a point where it's just... <laughs> you know, who's enforcing bylaws? Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody, you know, doing something late at night or early in the morning or, or whatever. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You don't, you can only call the cops so many times and, and then the cop shows up and just says, you know, turn off the music right. or, 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 or something like that. You can't control, yeah. you know... The, yeah. the but in the meantime, you know, you've yeah. been woken up at, late so at night or whatever This the case is a is. different situation. They're, these people were protected by the condo corp who, they're, who, who you know, governs the entire corporation or, or right. governs the, the entire... Um, the body that lives there, so it's it's a little bit easier to to go to the corp instead of going to you know the police or the bylaw officer. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a little bit of a different situation, but I mean it's crazy what happens out there between neighbors. Yeah. It's it's here's another story. This is a funny story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's a a, a resident. Uh, these people move in yeah. uh, into this neighborhood. Nice couple and everything, and uh, the um um uh, the the neighbors are becoming too friendly. And so what it is is the the wife walks around in her bikini no. in the front area. So when the husband and his and his friends are coming over, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, so how you doing? And the, and the wives are like, what's this girl doing? She's walking into her backyard like it's her house. And uh, so how do you, you you kind of say, hey, listen, you know what? Yeah, but it's it, inappropriate. It's inappropriate. Like, yeah. like you know, so the wives the wives are getting jealous because this hot right. You know, thirty-year-old yeah. bikini, yeah. you know, model, girl, is, prancing, model is prancing, prancing yeah, around the neighborhood in her bikini, wow. and uh, yeah. like, how do you? And and it's it's kind of becoming an uncomfortable for the yeah. the family. So you you get you get you get you know you get all sorts. And I'm sure a lot of people are saying, "I want to live next door to this bikini girl." <laughs> yeah. Well. There's there's pros and cons to them. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, I'm sure. yeah. So uh, let's uh, switch gears here and talk about um, uh, cannabis. Um, Canada's uh, recreational marijuana laws uh, take effect oto- uh, October 17th. That means as of that day, you are allowed to uh, purchase, at least probably online for the for the most part, um, uh, recreational marijuana. You're allowed to grow recreational marijuana in your home or or your unit, supposedly. Let's jump into this topic. Can landlords stop you from growing cannabis in your unit? I think I think this this goes back to you know a lot of the rental agreements right now say um, there's no pets allowed, right. right? And and technically, if you go back to the Landlord Tenant Act, a landlord cannot evict you because of a pet, but they'll ask you up front if you have a dog or a cat or mm-hmm. if you have any pets. And if you do, then more more often than not, you know, landlords are gonna say, well, you know, we would prefer 
that we we rent out to a tenant that doesn't have a, uh, right. a you know so they just, can say no we don't want exactly you because, so yeah. Yeah. i think i think up front you know there's going to be clauses that are going to be created saying that you cannot grow any you know mm-hmm. illegal or, or even if it's legal um you know pertaining to marijuana i think that that that's what i can see happening but the question is going to come if a landlord walks into his his rental property and he sees you know three or four plants. I think four four plants is the max. Four plants is the max. Is he, will he be able to evict them based on that circumstance? Right. Right. Well, because right now, I mean, if you signed a lease today, it, it, that clause is not going to be in there, right? Right. So come October, you're going to be allowed to, to to grow four plants in your home or unit. Mm-hmm. So the landlord at that time, come October 17th, can't storm into a unit and say, "Hey, you got to cut this out." And and, right? and what's going to happen is, I I think the insurance companies are going to have to get together and, and and develop a different platform, yeah. a different a different program for people that plan on growing inside their house because it's going to come with with things such as mold or or if they're not doing it properly, sure. you know, mold would be the the big thing in in terms of moisture in in the house, right? Well, well. Um, the, uh, the, the, the police would classify that house and, and cut the hydro off if somebody was just growing like, like a year ago, right. four yeah. plants. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're saying you can grow four, yeah. four plants. And, yeah. and before when uh, a guy had four plants, they literally would cut the hydro off. He had to spend thousands of dollars mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get air quality to make sure. Meanwhile, like... Like why all of a sudden now it was bad before now it's it's okay no, it's like the house is okay we're not worried about mold anymore like, yeah like what is that I, I don't I, understand what that's about yeah I mean like there's there's full systems that go into to growing you know plants whether it's like air exchangers or or filtrations or mm-hmm. air you know mm-hmm. stuff like that so you know if somebody's not going to do it right then there's an area of concern but if if there's people that are actually trained and and have been educated on to how to you know correctly grow marijuana without having an effect on the house right. then that's that's the argument that they're going to be you know they're going to say hey listen yeah i'm growing it but you know i'm following you know step one step two and step three yeah. there's been no adverse effect on the property why am i not able to grow it right, right. and now that landlord you know is probably you know is more likely to be uneducated on the fact of growing marijuana in the property mm-hmm. so he, he he's not going to know what's right or what's wrong so it's you know i i'm sure there's going to be tons and tons of stories that come out and in regards to this, and and you can take it one step thir- further. What about a uh, you know a condo, you know an apartment building? Yeah, right. Yeah. If somebody wants to grow inside a you know their small little den in their apartment building, and it starts you know smelling the entire part, yeah. you know that's when the condo corps are going to yeah. Well, the condo yeah. corps are going to have to come together and you know yeah. develop develop. So, I, I I can see it just being a, especially in the apartment units. There, it's going to be a zero a zero tolerance policy. There already yeah. is even even when it comes to smoking. I mean, there's a lot of apartment buildings well, that just say you can't smoke inside your unit. Some 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 even now have you can't even smoke on, on your balcony. Yeah. So yeah. well, what about what about those condos, uh, apartment condos where they allocate like a garden for everybody out there? Right. Yeah. Can you imagine if every condo every <laughs> condo owner every got raised. four plants. You got a, you got a whole you got, field. You got the tomatoes. You got <laughs> Right next to you the, got a, uh, you got right like, next to okay, the, uh, well, there's 200 units, four plants per <laughs> per, per home. Yeah. So you, wow. <laughs> you got over a thousand plants okay. growing uh, next to this condo place yeah. for gardening. Yeah. So right now, when someone is selling a home and they've ha- they've had a marijuana grow up in their home, they have to stipulate. Uh, in in the uh, uh, the description of one hundred percent, you have to disclose ba- it. One hundred percent, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's so a tough sale. Here's the issue: now that it's going to be legalized come October, is that still going to be a stipulation, or or oh, is it going to be? I think they'll have to be inspected, 
right? If, right. if it's known that it was a marijuana grow up, air quality, or or, but, but even or if it's an unlicensed or an unlicensed marijuana right. grow up, or or whatever, how however they want to word it, if you have yeah. to get a licensing to grow or or whatever, I think there's going to be an inspection that's going to have to be done, such very similar to an appraisal, right? Like if an, if if a bank finds out that this marijuana there's been marijuana grown. They're going to send in what what you know an appraiser who's going to know how to inspect right. the the mold or the air quality and yeah. it'll and, be an inspector to uh, they have a lot of air, cool, air quality yeah. to find the air quality yeah. to see if there's uh, you know what kind of what the air quality but is. there's about. some like even if there's drywall there's there's some really cool tools that can go in behind the walls and see if there's mold or see if there's water damage or see if there's mm-hmm. things of that nature mm-hmm. to to see if the property's been been you know tarnished and, and been you know destroyed by. Yeah. By mold. Do you see this whole cannabis development changing what you guys do in terms of selling homes? It's well, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's like, gonna like right things. now, right now, and when I go to a listing, I, I, I never ask, uh, you know, has 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 this been a marijuana grow up? I mean, <laughs> right. it's not the first I mean, question I've you want to ask. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen um, some instances where you where you can tell that there might have been some. Um, you know, some of the older houses or, or you walk down in the basement, and you can kind of see it's been retrofitted with, yeah. with electro electrical and lights and, and you can kind of say, you know what this might've been, but, but now when we're going into a listing presentation, you know, you're, you're, we're going to be asking, Hey, you know, has, has there ever been marijuana plants grown in the house? Yeah. And like, it's, 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 it's like asking be, an 80 year old uh, yeah. couple, excuse me, but you know, I have <laughs> and to, I'm sure there's going to be something <laughs> on the, you guys uh, grow and smoke marijuana <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be something on our on our on our data sheet that's gonna highlight that right. and 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 yeah. and label that and and you know what I mean. If people are lying, it, it's gonna put them at, at yeah. fault if they don't disclose it. Well, if there's if there's ever any issues because of the marijuana plant growing, like if there's but any, I think even if it's grown in there, even if there's no issues, the people should still know. I know, but I don't think four plants is gonna affect. I, it. like I, I think. Uh, but do you think people? Do you think buyers who are totally against marijuana are going to look at that and say, "Nope, that's off." One hundred percent. Oh, for sure. Right. It's Absolutely. Gonna, it's going to affect it. It's def- definitely it's going to affect the uh, uh, the sale. It only if they ask. If, if right? paint, if paint can affect the sale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, marijuana plants. I would. think marijuana plants. Yeah. Would, yeah. Will, well, uh, Yuffie is on the contract, and nobody yeah. cares what Yuffie is anymore. Yuffie's pretty well dead. Right. Like, I mean, when I'm saying dead, like anything that was. Uh, insulated with u- uh, urethylamide insulation in the 60s, that is dormant and gone. But we still have it on our contract, yeah. Yeah. and we still put on the listing saying, uh, "Does this house have urethylamide insulation?" Right, right. And it's like, well, it's it doesn't. There's more Eufy in a car- brand new carpet than there is the, the insulation that was uh, right. uh, blown in uh, in the in the 60s. Hmm. You know. All right, another quick break. When we come back, we will talk about uh, buying before selling your home. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. house is a very, very, very fine house With two cats in the yard Life used to be so hard Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. 
Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Play and iTunes. You can find it in your favorite app store. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. If you have a question for the Golfie team, we'll get to it on the future program. That email address again, questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, five mistakes that make house flipping a flop. We'll talk about flood zone maps. But by Buying before selling your home. This is happening a lot? Yeah, I think... like to, When somebody asks me this, every situation is, is different. It, it depends on what you're looking to buy mm-hmm. and what you have to sell. So... What I what I say to everybody is is you wanna you wanna you wanna evaluate the situation. For example, if you know if you're gonna sell first, it puts you in a good position to know where you are financially, right? right yep. But if you if you sell first and you're a very picky buyer and you're, you're looking for something specific, you don't want to put in a position if you have a if you have a two month closing date that you need to find something mm-hmm. in two months because you, you you might end up you know moving to something that you don't like or something that you don't want, right. and then the worst thing is is moving somewhere and then having to move again, yeah. and and that's what you don't want. Um. So so and then and then when you when you buy first. You always want to put in a condition of sale of property, especially in this market, more now than ever before. Mm-hmm. If a real estate agent tells you and says, hey, we'll sell your house, no problem, those are the worst words in real <laughs> you estate. You don't want to hear that? Um, so what should people be doing in terms of contingency? Um, so if you're, if you're, if you, so say a lot of people today, I, f- I find a lot of people today, they, they often say we weren't looking to move, but we came across this property and we fell in love with it. Okay. Right. So what I'll say is, is amazing. Great. So now these people in, 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 in two weeks, they didn't plan this move. They weren't looking to move. They probably haven't talked to their financial advisor in, right. in a year or two. They just have no idea where they are set up financially. So what I say is you can still put in an offer at market value, and, and I'll tell you what market value is of this property, but make sure you're going to go in condition of finance, condition of sale of property. Mm-hmm. So now, no matter what, you're you're protected if anything goes wrong, even if you don't, you know, even if the sale of your property, you don't get what you need right. or what you want. You're just covering right? your butt. Yeah. yeah. So, so like I said, every situation is different. Um, if, you, if you're going to buy and go firm without selling your property... Make sure you know what your budget is, right? Make sure you know what your bottom line is. Make sure you know, you know, what's the what's what's the least amount you can sell for. Because if you're, you know, when people are put in a situation that that they're firm on a property and their closing date is fastly approaching and their their house is still on the market, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most stressful things that you can put yourself through in your entire life. Well, and we and we've seen it. Well, um, I, there was there was a situation years ago where. Uh, a realtor told this guy his house, he can get 350000 for his house. This is years ago. And so they went and bought another house for two hundred and seventy-five, two hundred seventy-six thousand, and And they're thinking, okay, we got three fifty. We buy this house, we can finish the basement, right? So they uh, so they bought the house firm, no conditions. They put their house up for sale, three fifty. nothing's happening. So that's what the realtor told them. Mm-hmm. So I think a month goes by and uh, they're they're panicking, you know. So they all of a sudden they call me and I said, "Well, listen, you're under contract. I can't uh, I can't discuss anything. You know, you're gonna have to you know deal with your thing." Right. And and I, and the one thing I I, I said because I kind of knew him too. I said, "You're just, you're just gonna be dis- you're gonna be very disappointed in the outcome." And he goes, "What?" I said, "That's all. Goodbye." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so another I think another month goes by. And he cancels his listing with him. Okay. So he calls me, and uh, I go to the house, and and I knew I wasn't going to get this listing because 
you know, 350 to the number I was going to tell him. Right. And I said to him, your house is worth 300. And he said to me, he goes, Rob, I wouldn't have bought the other house if I knew my house would only sell for 300. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I showed him, you know, two other, two, three other homes similar to his right. and this and that. And, uh, and he's, and he's now, he's upset. And, um, so I said to him, you know, you know, like, I don't know what to tell you. I says, you know, maybe try selling privately. So he listed it privately, I think at 320, nothing was happening. So he, he calls me, he calls me and he said, uh, would you be willing to list at 320? I says, I have no problem with that. We end up selling it at 300. No way. That was at <laughs> 300,000. Wow. And so, so. I mean, the one mistake there was he maybe should have had another opinion of a realtor right. to to give him say, hey, listen, what can I sell for my house for? Uh, before he put the offer in mm-hmm. on that other house, um, so that's sometimes you know uh, is in a, is is a problem there because you know you know the one a realtor's opinion was wrong. Sometimes realtors will give a high number just to secure the listing. Right. Yeah. So you have to be very careful that way. It, um, if you if you uh, what I always say is it's just take your time. Right. There's no reason to rush into anything. Mm-hmm. Right. If 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 the house that you're interested in gets an offer or, or or you know if somebody else is interested in it, the real estate agent has to be notified. Right. Anybody who's interested in a property or has expressed interest in a property and there's another party that puts in an offer on that subject property. We notify this, everybody. They, we have right. to we they have to tell us, right? If there's somebody else. So it's not like somebody's gonna swoop the property out from underneath your feet and it's gonna be sold. Yeah. So so even now, especially in this market, if you're interested in a part, you, you have the ability to sleep on it. You know, go talk to your financial advisor, talk to your accountant, mm-hmm. see if it, see if you still like it the next day, yeah. see if the move is feasible, yeah. see if you have the financial capacity to support it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. no reason to jump with two feet in and 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 go full go in blow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's take your time and and um and make sure you're protected with with conditions. Like I said, especially in this market, you can have tons and tons of prote- protection when you put in an offer so you don't put yourself at risk um of owning two properties or or um you know making a bad decision or or even if you know sometimes people fall in love with the property and they'll they'll you know they'll say oh i'll pay whatever it takes to get it right <laughs> well that's not necessarily the best plan to go in and purchase something mm-hmm. we get it you love the property but everything has a value right you yeah. want to you want to make sure that you pay true market value because you know you're setting yourself up for the future. You know, eventually when you sell it, you you want to make you want to make sure investment. Yeah. You want to make sure yeah. that there's equity there that that it makes your next move easier or or makes you know whether you're you know whatever your situation is after the sale of this property or after you move out of this property that you're gonna you're gonna be in a better position than you were before. So there's nothing wrong with that, and and that's what I that's why that's what I say to everybody. Take your time. It's good advice. When we come back, uh, five mistakes that make house flipping a flop, and we'll talk about flood zone maps as well. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. We're on our way home. We're on our way home. We're going home. Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfie team. You can find everything under the sun with these guys online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. We're going to push the uh, flood zone maps to a future program. We'll dive into that because it takes a little bit more time to explain uh, how 
it works and, and, and what the impact is. So we'll focus on five mistakes that make house flipping a flop. There's probably more than five mistakes, but <laughs> we'll focus on these five mistakes. Um, somebody said something really interesting to me the other day. They said the person who's the best house flipper knows the least, right? And basically, really? and, and basically his, his idea was that that person surrounds himself with good people who okay. know more than him, oh, but okay. he just has the financial capacity to support the investment. So he's the money person. So he's the money person, but right. he's he's the one who's going out and, and, and hiring the professionals that know exactly what to do, that have done it a million times before, and he's mm-hmm. not taking on the tasks of anything that he's doing on his own or, or anything that he, 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 he knows how to do. He's constantly around good advice, and right. he's constantly around good people who who are going to help him and steer him in the right direction. Makes so, sense. Makes so, sense. so often, more oftentimes, it's it's not the handyman, or it's not that it's just the guy who has a good income who yeah. who can support the capacity to carry a house and flip a house, makes the most amount most amount of money, um, which is really interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but number one is not having enough money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh, that yeah, is a big yeah. mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So I think well, but, I think. But, but, but is it more true that they think they have enough money, but they don't? Well, they they do have enough money, but when they they didn't know the house needed a lot more than it okay, needed. So they underestimated yeah, what, yeah. what needed to be done. Yeah, yeah. I it, mean I mean, more often than not, the 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 flip is made on the buy. Right. Right? You gotta find a good deal. If you, if you're gonna overpay for a flip, you're in trouble from the beginning. Right? It's it's and then you're constantly di- that you're constantly digging yourself into a deeper and deeper hole that doesn't support the value. Mm. So the amount of money that you keep on putting in you know, you're, you're not gonna you're, get it you're, back. You're just you're just trying to catch up, and often you know you get yourself down a rabbit hole, and, yeah. and you never do. Um, but yeah, so the first one would, would would be not enough money. A lot of people when they calculate a flip, they don't calculate the carrying costs. Like we talked with Dave on the show, he's he's gotten creative with financing. He mm-hmm. you, there's a carrying cost involved with that. There's it costs money to carry a, a mortgage. Make sure you calculate that into into your flip. A lot of people just calculate materials and labor mm-hmm. and then expect to, to be somewhere after, but it's not, you know, there's there's other costs associated with right. with the flip. And somebody who's flipped, you know, multiple houses, they'll be able to understand that that, you know, it's not just about the materials and labor. There's you know, there's a ton more costs that go into actual mm-hmm. flipping the house. Okay, number um, two. Not enough time. I'd say a good flip is if you can turn a house around in under three months, it's an amazing flip. Is that doable? It, it, it should be doable. It depends yeah. on the condition. Yeah. Of the home, it, you know what? It, it, some flips are easier than others, but if you're gutting a house, yeah, you, you, if you can, you, you got to be doing something full time because you don't want to flip to last six right. months to a year because yeah. markets change in, in during that time. Yeah. Um, so the the time factor. Uh, the best the best flips are the ones that need a, just a little bit of a lipstick. You don't have to uh, gut any walls down. You just need some flooring, some uh, kitchen and baths, mm-hmm. and some paint. And and you're good to go, like you know, put some landscaping and stuff like that. Right. But uh, but if you're gutting a house, um, you you got to be on in there full yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. November November is a good time to buy a flip because it, it sets you up for the spring for the market. Spring, yeah. spring market. Yeah. It sets you up. It puts you in a really good position to 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 and and. But as we get into November, December, a lot of the buyer pools are smaller, so you're you're less likely to compete on a house, or you're less likely, you're more likely to find a deal and, and less likely to compete. So it's right. a it's a good idea to you know, and then set yeah. yourself up for the spring market, your February, March, yeah. April market, and yeah, hopefully it's better than what it was. We got this a couple. Year. We got a couple minutes. Let's get to the next uh, three of uh, five mistakes that make house flipping a flop. Yeah. So like this says is is not enough skills. Hire hire the professionals. Get the get the professionals. 
try not to do we we've don't we buy probably, the do it yourself book. Yeah, we've we've uh, <laughs> don't go yeah, to YouTube. flipping flipping houses for dummies. But no, we beat this we've beat this enough enough like in enough on the show that that it's yeah. make sure you surround yourself with the professionals. You know, a quick Google search, you know, plumber in Hamilton, uh carpenter in Hamilton, contractor in Hamilton. There's enough data available on Google through reviews, mm-hmm. through a personal website. Ask your Get real estate right agent. People. Make sure your real estate agent, you know, if they're they're uh, they're uh, a good real estate agent with a good reputation, more than likely he'll be surrounded by good people we'll that he that refers network. or yeah. or yeah. his preferred vendors or um, um, something of that nature. Um, okay, not enough knowledge is also on this list. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, is 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 ask for advice. You know, don't don't try not to do it all on your own. Right. Um, and and be very analytical. Um, sometimes the nicest kitchen isn't isn't the best for a good flip right you want to make sure that yet you, that you're, you're paying attention to your bottom line throughout the entire process of, uh, process of the flip mm-hmm. and you're not doing stuff that you know you don't want to take ownership of the house you want to make sure it's a flip it's right going, it's yeah. you know what you would do for yourself and what you would do for a flip are two different things always keep in mind that it's a flip and it's not your personal residence yeah. last one and this one makes perfect sense not enough patience yeah. <laughs> <laughs> patience is uh patience virtue, is imp- that's yeah for sure. i mean I would say this comes into the buying process, right? Wait, if if you know, sometimes people, sometimes people have that's their career is flipping houses. Yeah. That's all they do. Don't jump into something that you don't like. You'll know it's a good flip when you see it. But just because you don't, you're not actively working. Wait for the wait for the right one. Don't hop into something that mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't fit your uh, you know your 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 equation as to what you're looking to do. Another great show, uh, great advice as always. Again, you can find more details online at robgolfie.com. Call these guys anytime at 905-575-7700. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML.